When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> this is Greeny, not with Mike Greenberg today, though. You've got Amber Wilson and Randy Scott hanging out with you, filling in for Greeny. You're welcome, America. Greeny is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We've got a ton of NFL action to get to. We spent the first hour, Randy, talking all New York Jets. Jets fans have been fired up. We see you. We appreciate you on the call in line. You can give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We will get back to your phone calls. But first, we've got to move on to some other things in the NFL because there is life outside of the New York Jets, New Yorkers. ESPN betting analyst and host of the new show, the best show here on ESPN Radio, Joe and Amber, maybe I shouldn't say that when I'm actually on Greeny, but it is. Uh, Joe and Amber, which debuts January 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, every morning or every evening, rather, we will be hanging out with you Monday through Friday. My new co host, Joe Fortenbaugh, joining us. And Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Randy Scott can't wait. He is the biggest Joe and Amber fan. He already told me. Yeah, I got to be honest. Um, I'm thrilled to be on with you, Amber. Uh, I connected. I'm ready to go. And then Nuno, the producer's in my ear. He's like, she's on with Randy Scott. And I was like, well, it's too late to get out of this. So I guess I got to forge ahead. So here I am ready to uh, talk with you guys. What's up, Randy? Bait and switch, Joe. I can hear every word you're saying. (laughs) Hear every word you're saying. Super excited for your new opportunity. You've worked so hard for it. Thank you so much. And it's uh, it's always a pleasure to be speaking with you, to get an opportunity to come to Bristol uh, this past week, to see where Randolph <laughs> Scott, the legend, plies his craft, his desk area. It, it, it's something oh, else. No. It's a mess, something dude. Else. It's a mess. You got to see such a mess. All of you guys are a mess. Every sports center anchor is a mess. <laughs> is I walk through true, that area. Actually. I'm like, is there no is there oh. no accountability here? They, 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 they all look so good and organized on TV, and they're such a mess when you get to their desk. Especially Gary. Gary's got to be the biggest mess. He's got a big. He's got his own fat head. His own like you know what I mean? Like 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 a massive like uh, cardboard printout of his own face. That on, is the stuff nightmares desk? are made of. In his cubicle? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's an interesting fuel. choice Nightmare. there by Gary. we got to do that for you, Randy Scott. So mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Fortenbaugh joining us, of course. So let's talk about it because he is our betting analyst. You can watch him on the Daily Wager. The biggest one coming up, I think, for most of us is Eagles-Cowboys this weekend. Lost a little bit of luster here. The Gardner-Minshew effect. Joe, tell me how that has affected things here in terms of the betting world and what you would do with this one now. Fascinating. Fascinating line movements in this game. So Dallas opens as a one and a half point favorite. And then early in the week, it starts to creep up, you know, a little bit at first. And then it starts to move through the key number of three. And you realize, all right, something's going on here. We're about to get some breaking news. And sure enough, the Jalen Hurts injury news comes out, pushing the line as high as Cowboys minus six. But since that time, it's been eagle money, driving it back down to about four and a half where it sits currently. You've also seen the total in this game move from about 52 down to 47. More on that in a bit. Back to the side. I would play Philadelphia here. 
I would play Philadelphia. Oh. I am an Eagles fan. I will throw that out there first and foremost. But generally, on Daily Wager, you can find me betting against them. This is the rare Joe Fortinball supporting his team spot because I think Dallas lacks the killer instinct. I think Dallas gets way too complacent. You know, there are so many good layup spots for them that they find a way to blow it. They're off the bye at Green Bay. They lose that game. They're a 17.5-point favorite against Houston. They needed 60 minutes to get past the lowly Texans. They're up 17 on the road in Jacksonville, and they completely blow it. They play tight. They have no killer instinct. And I think this is a spot where Philadelphia has been waiting all season to play a big game. They haven't played a single big game all year. So I like them to show up in this spot. I like them to cover the four and a half. I think both defenses are overrated based on the metrics we've seen. And there's value playing the over as well at 47 points. So, Joe, it, let's keep it in the NFC East because I'm with you on the on the Eagles, which probably says enough about both of us. But the Giants, <laughs> the Giants side in Minnesota is an interesting one. Desperation. You really can't quantify it this time of year, but you can identify it looking at the playoff picture, looking at the number of weeks left. The Giants have desperation, and who knows what to what to you know let down spot for the Vikings. They've been generous defensively. You play this game in a vacuum. I don't know the home field advantage matters, but you play it in a vacuum, and the back door seemingly is always open with Minnesota. So, what what's your side in that one? I like Big Blue here, and I think okay. you're setting it up perfectly with a lot of the key factors you need to take into account. First off, there isn't a game that's going to match two teams that deserve each other more than this game. All right, Minnesota this season, 10-0 and in one-score games. The New York Giants, 8-2-1 and in one-score games. That is absolutely incredible. Point differentials aren't impressive at all. So, again, these two are made for one another. Now, that being said, four points is a lot to cover when your defense can't get stops. Minnesota, 28th or worse in scoring defense and pass defense. Bottom half of the league in run defense. If the Giants are able to lean on Saquon Barkley, they can keep Kirk Cousins and Jefferson off the field. They can grind this game down a little bit. And Daniel Jones has been playing very well this season. His uh, completion percentage is a career high at about 66%. His interceptions are down. I like Big Blue in this matchup. Minnesota laying four. The offense can cover it, but the defense has been a mess. ESPN betting analyst Joe Fortenbaugh joining us here on Green. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for Mike Greenberg. Our new show, Joe and Amber, debuts January 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. You'll get plenty of this sort of betting analysis on that show and plenty of sports talk as well, not just a betting show. But let's get back to the betting here. Christmas Day games continuing fourth. Packers at Dolphins. That's a 1 p.m. or Joe. What do we do here with this one? Well, I'm going to have to be careful at first because I know I'm speaking to a Dolphins fan yes. and I'm about to pick the Packers. Oh. So it's uh, I'm going to have to do a little fancy footwork here. Let's see if I can put those. Too late to Joe and Amber. <laughs> <laughs> Amber already requesting off on January 3rd for the debut of the show. Uh, here's where I'm at with this game. There's two problems for Miami in this matchup that I see. Number one, they love to throw the football. That's not the problem. We'll get to the problem. They love to throw the football. They're 31st in the NFL in rushing attempts per game. They love to throw. That plays right into the strength of the Green Bay Packers, who are one of the elite pass defenses in the NFL. So if you're Miami, you got to run the ball in this game. And if you don't, if you try to do what you like to do, which is throw, you're going to run into some trouble. On the same ticket, 
Tua Tungavailoa in this three-game stretch where they've lost, he hasn't looked all that sharp. He's completing less than 50% of his passes. Now, I thought he was all right in the Buffalo game, but he's had three big games in a row, and he came out of it completing less than 50% of his passes. That is not good. That is definitely something to be concerned with. So going up against Green Bay, I think there are going to be issues for the Miami offense. Miami defensively is average, maybe a little bit above average, but I think Green Bay will be able to score. So looking at the four here, market's starting to move to three and a half. This game was as high as five, five and a half it continues to trickle down Mm. as packer money continues to trickle in it's always tough for me this time of year to identify because you're going to get teams that it's almost it's almost like a a september call-up in baseball they're going to roll out their rookie quarterback for for either a spark or just to see what they have and i think that's what the falcons are doing with desmond ritter and the ravens are in this position where they have to roll out their backup because the injury to lamar jackson so when you've got a backup against a backup here not a lot of and i know you're a big film junkie you crunch a lot of tape uh and a lot of tacos in your car apparently according to your (laughs) According to your Twitter feed, uh, but which and listen, I will raise my hand and cop to that too. The whole like no one can see me in my food shame glaze in my car. I have to down these before I go inside. But when you look at Ravens and you look at Falcons this week, how are you? How are you picking a side between Tyler Huntley and Desmond Ritter? I'm going to address the the food part first because I feel like the the audience needs to know about this. Honesty. Randolph is referring to a tweet I sent where. I have been known in the past before I come home for dinner to stop and get tacos and then eat them in the car down the street, yeah. pull into the garage, throw the taco bag in the trash and walk inside ready for dinner, yep. pretending like I didn't just have tacos. Amazing. That, that actually happens on a somewhat frequent basis. Also, if you've never seen Tom Segura's bit on In-N-Out Burger, it's hilarious because it's the most shameful question in food, he says, when you pull up and you order and then they ask you, will you be eating that in your car? And the people who say yes, <laughs> of which I've done it, it is so it, you just you are brought down to a whole new level when you actually admit, <laughs> yes, I will be eating this meal in my car. Thank you for the pig trough that oh, you'll be handing me. Oh my God. Back to the game in, in question. I wouldn't lay the points here with the Ravens. I wouldn't take them with the Falcons because I don't trust that offense or that defense. I'd play under here. This is one of several games that's going to be impacted by weather. Keep your eyes on Cleveland. Keep your eyes on the wind in Chicago against the Bills. Keep your eye on this game. Totals about 35 and a half, 36. I'd go under. I do not see Atlanta doing much offensively. Desmond Ritter at quarterback, young guy, one career start. You're on the road. You're a dome team from the south on the road in this brutal Baltimore weather. You want to run the ball. The Ravens have been excellent defensively. Eight, eight, last eight games, they're giving up 15 points per game. They're solid against the run. I don't see Atlanta doing a whole lot. Baltimore's offense has gone MIA over the last few weeks. I think this is, we're looking at like a 13-3 final here. I'd play the under. Uh, betting analyst and host of the new show, Joe and Amber, Joe Fortenbaugh, joining us here on Greeny. Uh, we'll get you out on this one, Joe. Lions, Panthers, 1 p.m. tomorrow. Any surprises here? Uh, yeah, I absolutely think there can be a surprise. Everyone loves Detroit right now. Well, then riddle me this. They were laying three on the road, which is a key number. Any move off three or on two three is worth noting. Laying three and it moves to two and a half. Now, why would that be? I think you've got a tough spot for Detroit. You're going to have some weather issues in that game, and they are. A, a dome team that, while they got it done against the Jets last week, let's be honest, the Jets aren't doing a whole lot offensively, which you guys have been talking about all morning. So now you're going to go play in cold weather. Jared Goff historically has struggled in cold weather. You have to factor that in. You're giving, and I would say shop for the three because there might be one or two of them out there. Play the Panthers at plus three. Everyone loved them off the Seattle win, right? But then they go and they lose to Pittsburgh, so now everyone's checked out. It's still a very feisty football team. Good buy low spot. If you can get the Panthers at plus three, take them there. Plenty more of that type of analysis and lots of sports talk when Joe and Amber debuts January 3rd. Joe Fortenbaugh. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. 
Happy holidays, Amber. Happy Festivus, Randolph. You guys yeah. are doing a terrific job this morning. I hope everyone out there has a wonderful weekend, and uh, best of luck to everyone who's going to get some action down over the next few days. Appreciate you, bud. Thanks, Joe. Tune in to an NBA doubleheader Sunday as the Celtics host the Bucks, followed by the Grizzlies at the Warriors. Coverage begins at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Coming up next here on Greeny, Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for Mike Greenberg. We continue with your calls, so give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. We always appreciate those. Plus, what's the one game that you're all in on this weekend? It is a big, big weekend for sports, obviously. A big, big weekend for celebrating as well. We'll get into it. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is Bucks, Celtics, and Grizzlies Warriors Sunday on ABC and on ESPN Radio. John Morant, undoubtedly, he's going to be in the zone. In the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for Mike Greenberg today on Greeny. Greeny is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We've been talking a lot about what's been happening with the New York Jets. They lost to the Jacksonville Jags last night in an ugly one, and things were ugly from Zach Wilson, who was back under center as the starting quarterback by force from the New York Jets because Mike White was injured. Rich Semini, he just tweeted out moments ago that Robert Sala will not say who the starter is going to be for the New York Jets for Week 17. He will not say whether it's Wilson. He won't say whether White is going to be cleared to play. Rich Semini also tweeting out a quote from from Sala saying, quote, thinking playoffs is far-fetched, end quote. I think we're all thinking it's far-fetched uh-huh. at this point. Sala, after that loss last night to the Jags, they basically have no shot. Uh, Sala was, of course, asked about Zach Wilson. He said, quote, according to Rich, Rich Samini again, he said, quote, unquote, we're not going to quit on him. <laughs> well, Don't you quit on me. Um. Randy feels like they quit on him. Feels like they already made that decision. Frankly, after that one syllable answer, the word no, after that loss to the New England Patriots, I feel like they already gave up on this guy. They did what they tried. Okay, last night, playoff hope circling the drain, the game circling the drain. They told you everything that we need to know. They told Zach Wilson everything he needs to know. In order to win a football game, 
Zach Wilson is not their best option at quarterback right now. Offseason, he do, he gets in the film room, uh, works with a different coach, whatever it is. If they reinvest in him and give him another shot next season, fine. But for right now, he does not have it to take this team to the playoffs, let alone win once they get there. So that was the decision and the message that was sent last night. But you're right. Maybe that doesn't mean fully giving up on him, but man... He's tougher than I am if he goes back out on that MetLife Stadium field again in front of those fans. Uh, certainly so, uh, if he is going to be in that situation. Again, fans that were booing him last night, and he got benched for a guy that none of us had ever heard of who had been on the practice squad the same day last night in Chris Devler. So we will continue, of course, to discuss the situation with Zach Wilson. We're also going to continue to get to your phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But something that has gotten lost in the story of this loss last Last night to the Jags, Randy, and the Jags beat the Jets 19-3 to last night, is the Jacksonville side of this conversation. The Jags now sitting at 7-8 and on the season. They are second in their division behind the Titans in the AFC South. This was the story last night of two teams actually trying to make a postseason. Feels like a wrap for the Jets, but the Jags have been trending the right direction, and things have been trending the right direction for their quarterback in Trevor Lawrence as well. Let's talk about the Jags, because I feel I feel like they're just getting overlooked here. Dylan is in Ohio. Dylan, I hear that you are a Jags fan. I can't imagine there's many of you in the state of Ohio. Thanks for the call. What do you got for us on the Jags? Um, thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, one thing I do want to say is, Jets fans, I know exactly how you feel. I mean, uh-huh. we went on a whole losing streak for 10 years before finally in 2017 we had a miracle season. So... Trust me, Jeff fans, Jacksonville knows exactly how you feel, which is why when I saw this on Thursday Night Football, I'm like, ooh, this is actually a pretty good matchup. I saw this going, I'm like, ooh, this was not the matchup I was thinking it was going to be. So the only thing I want to say is that Jets and Jags both have bright futures. Jacksonville is slowly building the offense with the trade for Calvin Ridley as the wide receiver. And we have Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence is going in the right direction. The runner back, they're finally getting in. The groove. The Jets have an amazing defense, so trust me, Jets fans. Jacksonville and Jets are going in the right direction. Don't take this loss as, oh no, we're doomed. Next season is looking bright for both teams, and when these two teams play again, I can't wait to see how these two teams are going to do. It's it's been a it's been a slow burn there for a long time in Jacksonville, and quietly. The, uh, it, the tides are changing. And it feels like with Doug Peterson's system here, it's taken a while, right? I mean, we didn't see from Trevor Lawrence even the first half of the season. What we expected to see from him is that surefire number one pick. We certainly didn't see it last season. I understand there's built-in excuses there. Now we're finally starting to see it, Randy. And we're finally seeing things clicking for this Jags team. Trevor Lawrence last night, 20 of 31, 229 yards passing, gave you another 51 on the ground, plus a touchdown with his legs. It feels feels like like that caller just said. I don't know about the Jets. Certainly defensively, they're going the right direction. The problem offensively is going to be the future there at quarterback. The yeah. Jags don't seem to have that problem. It feels like Trevor Lawrence is, in fact, going to work out. Uh, it, Trevor Lawrence is working out, and this supports some of what you said about Zach Wilson, what the Jets are not doing as a coaching staff to put him in a position to succeed here and how much onus is on the coaching staff. Let's show some love to the Jags coaching staff. Doug Peterson's name doesn't get mentioned with some of the quarterback or offensive gurus in the National Football League right now. The Sean McVay's, Mike McDaniel, uh, Kyle Shanahan, and Kevin O'Connell up in in Minnesota. 
But Doug Peterson can take a a shell shocked quarterback. Think about the the rookie season that Trevor Lawrence had with the, with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. That was his rookie season. He picked mm-hmm. up the pieces, has made him a confident quarterback, but also put him in a position to get the ball out quickly. Last night, one of his first dropbacks puts the ball on the ground because Quinn and Williams came through and just wrecked his house. And what did Doug Peterson do? Get the ball out quickly. Backfield motion, shifting receivers in and out, trying to get away from Sauce Gardner to a certain extent, getting Evan Ingram involved. Evan Ingram played multiple seasons in New York with the Giants. He had his best game at MetLife Stadium last night as a member of the Jaguars. And it was because of what Doug Peterson schemed up and what Trevor Lawrence was able to execute. It's It's been a really nice offensive marriage that has helped Trevor Lawrence take a big step forward in the second season. Huge step forward. We could have easily given up on Trevor Lawrence. We could have been calling him the biggest bust. I mean, he was the number one. He wasn't just a number one pick. He was like the most decorated number one pick I remember yeah. in recent times, right? In the last 20 years. And it was a dumpster fire the first season. And some of that was him. And yes, there's the built-in excuses. He didn't look good, though. And then even, like I said, the beginning of the season, he didn't look good. And yet, mm-hmm. we were patient with him. He got his opportunity. He got his time to develop here. Last night, just sacked once on 11 pressures. The numbers aren't the gaudiest. They don't need to be. Like you said, Peterson has found a way to instill confidence in Lawrence and use him to his strengths and continue to develop those strengths moving forward. I'm going to move on from this game in a moment. There's other people on the call in line who want to talk about some other teams. Obviously, we got big games coming up this Christmas weekend. Triple Eight State ESPN. But Jose, he's been hanging on for a while. Jose, what do you have for us on the Jets? How you doing? Um, this is I kind of have a disagreement. I think that the Jets really have done a lot for Zach Wilson. The offensive line, as injured as it is, there's no off in the NFL as long as I've watched it. There's never going to be a fully hundred percent offensive line. It's a it's a quarterback's job to pretty much deal with that and. They've gotten him running backs. They've gotten him wide receivers. They've gotten him tight ends. They've done a a lot of things that they didn't do with Sam Darnold and other places. So there just comes a time where we have to accept he's he's just not the guy. I mean, I'm with they have pieces. You're with him. My problem with Jose's argument there is like now we're sitting here heading into week 17 this season, all of a sudden we're like, oh, the Jets, they've gotten him all this help. They've gotten him so many pieces. This is not a conversation we would have been having 16 weeks ago, Randy. None of us were thinking, oh, they've they've got it all around him. He's ready to go. This is a built team to win, and this is where we're at now. No, no, you're right. Now, you and I disagree on the on the offensive line's capabilities, and we saw Zach Wilson sort of scrambling for his life a little bit last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and think, the help in the backfield. I mean, the weapons, obviously there's injuries as well. But. Yeah, they hit on Garrett Wilson is the thing, and this does kind of feed into this knob. I don't know, this sort of um, this sort of mantra here that the Jets are ahead of schedule and therefore it's sped up or shortened their patience with Zach Wilson. The Jets as a franchise, defense being ahead of schedule, offense hitting on uh, on Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, and it's like, okay, we need to win now, and that decreasing the window, that's the business. It's the business. It's why the contracts are so fat for quarterbacks, and it's why the microscope is so big. It's just part of the, it's part of the job. It really is. It certainly is part of the job. Uh, the microscope is big, and it's always big uh, when you're in that market. Coming up next here, we're going to try to get back to some phone calls, plus move forward to some of these other games we haven't gotten to today. Do the Jets have to move on from Zach Wilson? How much pressure is on Dak Prescott this weekend? Oh, yes, he's playing. We haven't talked once about the Cowboys yet on today's show. 
Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Previously on Greeny. If we don't see him again until January 21st, that's when their first playoff game would be. That's an awful long break. Yes, it's important to get the shoulder back healthy. Yes, this is a guy who runs with the ball a lot and gets beat up a little bit. He will be healthy and the legs will be fresh and all of that. But it is not natural for a football player to take five weeks off at any point during a season. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott hanging out with you here on Greeny, filling in for Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at Randy Scott ESPN, which means he's never leaving ESPN ever, ever. He also has already been here for like 20 years, so you're probably not never true. leaving anyways. And you love it. Randy, We're the same age. We're the same age, Amber. We are, but you made it big time far before me. I think you were 30 when you first got here, and now you're all sports Holy. center famous. We know how this works. I'm so just privileged true. to be able to do this show with you every once in a while. I'm Amber Wilson. You can follow me on Twitter at Amber W Sports. Weekly Rewind is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today, 877-ASK-DELL. We've got a lot of games to talk about. Oh, yeah. And we've got a lot of football teams to talk about. And yet somehow we've spent the last hour and a half just talking about the New York Jets because of the problems up there in New York. We're probably going to do a little bit more of that here, but don't you worry. We will move on to some other teams as well. We bring in ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards and coach. Thanks so much for joining us. We did have a whole rundown for this show when we started the show and it involved teams outside of the New York Jets. And yet all we've done, because all the callers want to talk about, is in fact the New York Jets and obviously Zach Wilson. He did not look good last night. Do you think that this is a wrap for Zach Wilson as a starter for the Jets? I think there's a lot of layers to this. Um, it's easy for, uh, for us as, as analysts and people that uh, host radio shows and podcasts and, and, and the fan base to say that's it. But I think at the end of the season, uh, Coach will have to sit down with the GM and the owner. And going forward, ask yourself this question. Uh, we have this fabulous defense um, that is a, a playoff defense. Uh, we have some pieces on offense in which we could add to. But unless you have the quarterback going forward, um, you're not going to find yourself in a good way in this division. And with that being said, where is Zach Wilson? what are we going to do with Zach Wilson? I don't know if Mike White is their quarterback of the future. Uh, I, 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 I doubt that. And if that is the case, then they got a couple options. One being, do we go out and get a veteran quarterback? 
do we get a guy on a team that uh, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I mean, yeah. someone of that nature, do we bring him in and say we're going to do like the Rams and make a run at it uh, with a veteran quarterback, or do we <laughs> do we do we cut our losses and move on from Zach Wilson? I don't know if that's the case. Uh, it'll be an interesting conversation with those three folks, head coach, GM, and uh, the general manager when the season ends. Coach, you know that you know that market, you you know that you know that building, you know that building, and you know that fan base, and and you know the, the quarterback position. So we've we've been having this conversation today about whether or not Wilson has been uh, sort of had the the learning curve steepened a little mm-hmm. bit because of the fact that the defense is ahead of schedule and and the rest of the offensive pieces. You know, they hit on Garrett Wilson, they hit on Brees Hall, and so now they're looking at their quarterback like you need to keep up with the rest of the team here with with your own improvement. Mm-hmm. And from what you well, what you've seen from well, no, tell me if you if you disagree with that. No, Randy, you make a great point, but but I'll say this: all they have to do is take a study at the team they played last night. After his first year, a lot of people were questioning Trevor Lawrence. Now they changed coaches, uh, they brought a new coach in there, and Doug Peterson has done a marvelous job with this man. And you looked at Trevor Lawrence last night going into his second season. And he has full grasp of this football team. He has ownership in it. He has ownership in this offense. He's playing like a confident player. Where last year when you looked at him, people were scratching their head on him too now. What's wrong with this guy, right? So I think sometimes we're in a hurry to say, well, the quarterback's a bust. Uh, You know, it's it's the hardest position to play in football. And who is the surrounding cast of players that you have helping him? Look. We're saying that the guy down in Philadelphia hurts right now. He could be the MVP, but everybody's blaming him, saying he should. He might not win it because of all the good players he has around him. That's not his fault. When you get good players around you, guess what? You become a better team, and you sit in the position like the Philadelphia Eagles right now, 13-1. and one. That's not his fault. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to build a team around the quarterback to make the quarterback successful. Now, that's the, these are all the questions you have to ask. These aren't the questions that, that, that we sit here and, and look at a player and say, well, he's this or he's not that. Mm-hmm. I just think we're always in a hurry, uh, especially at that position, to say, you know, this is our guy or he's not our guy. This guy, this guy was the second player picked in the draft. <laughs> there, there was some quality they saw in this guy. Now, if they made a mistake, then they made a mistake. But they're going to have to answer that. They are certainly going to have to answer to that. Herm Edwards, NFL analyst, joining us here on Greeny. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for Mike Greenberg today. Obviously, the scrutiny comes with being in that market at that position. The scrutiny also comes if you have a star on your helmet at that position as well. Big one between the Eagles and the Cowboys coach this weekend. Maybe not as big as we thought because it looks like it's going to be Gardner Minshew maybe instead of Jalen Hurts for the Eagles. How embarrassing would it be if the Cowboys lost to then that version of the the Eagles? How important is this one for Dallas? Well, no different than when the Eagles faced the Cowboys. And the Cowboys didn't have their starting quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I think you make a great point, and, and, and you figured it out. Uh, the team that wears the star, right? And, and they're bigger than anybody. They're bigger than life. Uh, and Jerry does a nice job of promoting this football team, and, and, he, and he keeps constant pressure on this team. And uh, this is a game, if they win the game, 
the Cowboys, then everybody will say, well, you beat the backup quarterback. If they lose the game, then they'll say, you couldn't even beat Minshew and the Eagles. You guys are awful. We say that, but uh, the Cowboys are 10-4. and four. Uh, They're going to get in the playoffs. And I said this, and I said this earlier during the season, this team won't be measured on if they beat or split with the Eagles. Their measuring the stick is when they get in the playoffs. How, how do they survive the playoffs? If you're Dak Prescott, you're in your seventh year. Um, they paid you a lot of money, which, which he earned. But now this team has to show up in playoff competition. And I think that's very important. And, and this defense that they talk about the last two weeks really hasn't been the defense we've talked about in the past. Their stars, you know, that's why they wear a star on the helmet. Their stars have to show up now. This is playoff season. This is the playoff run. You want to play better in the month of December. You, you want to be an ascending football team. We saw one last night, Jacksonville Jaguars. We see another one in the north, the Ravens. I mean, excuse me, uh, the Bengals, right? They're an ascending football team. We say this as much as we want, and we beat them up every week, and they keep winning. But the Minnesota Vikings are 11-3, and three, and no one says they're any good. They say, oh, they're awful. We like the Lions better than we like the Vikings. And the Lions are 7-7, seven seven, ascending team. I get all that. But I think if you're the Cowboys, um, you play with pressure on you all the time because you do wear the star. I know about this rivalry game. I played in it many a year. Mm-hmm. And when the Eagles play the Cowboys, it doesn't matter what your record is. It's the Eagles versus the Cowboys. <laughs> Coach, uh, I, I got to ask you, as really it, it, the entire NFL world, really, the NFL family, and I think that's what people lose lose sight of um, so often because of how fractured we are with fan bases. But NFL family uh, mourning Franco Harris this week. And mm. it, the timing of it, it's never a good time to lose a, a man like that. But the, no. the, the timing of it here where he was so close to getting such a rare honor for such a special franchise and the 50th anniversary of that play against uh, – Against the, the the then the Oakland, yeah, the Oakland Raiders. But I was losing track of what city they were in, Coach. But no, they were the Raiders. Yeah, well, they were the Raiders, but you know they move around a little bit. But 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 no, I know that. But the man himself, I don't know how much interaction you have with him. But as someone who uh, represents that football family yourself, Coach, just you know, what's the what's um you know your your reaction to losing someone like that so close to when he was going to get his flowers this week? Well, it's unbelievable. I was actually on a plane coming back home, and uh, when I landed, I looked at my phone and found that he had passed, and. Uh, I've uh, I've known Franco for a long time. I can tell you this quick story if you guys don't mind. 1972, when the play happened, when Fuqua got hit by Jack Tatum, I was a senior in high school, and I was going to go to Cal Berkeley uh, to college. And I was a I was a cowboy. I was a cowboy fan growing up, and I was a Raider fan. And I can remember when when Jack Tatum hit him, Fuqua, the ball went out. That's how they won. And all of a sudden, yeah. Franco, you know catches the ball and goes on the run, goes for a touchdown. Winded back five years after that, I'm a rookie in the National Football League with the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers in the preseason. I walk over there in the pregame warm-up, and I introduce myself to Franco Harris. And he looks at me, you know, and he's kind of, well, he says, I wish you a lot of luck. When the game ended, he walks back over to me and says, hey, Rook, you're going to be all right. You know, because uh-huh. I'm out there trying to cover Lynn Swan and those guys. <laughs> and he sees me out there scrapping, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, always when we played the Pittsburgh Steelers, we always had a nice conversation, Franco and myself. I've done some events with him. It is a, it is a big loss not only to the Pittsburgh fan base, uh, to, his, to his family and his loved ones, but 
anybody that knew Franco Harris, a uh, class individual, uh, was a humble was a humble superstar. Always had time for fans and people that wanted to have a conversation. He, he's going to truly be missed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, certainly missed a legend there from that NFL community. And everybody I've heard from this week who's had interactions with him just cannot have more nice things to say. NFL analyst Herm Edwards. Coach, thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you both, and have nice holidays, huh? Thanks, Coach. Yes, you too. thanks. You too. Happy holidays. Uh, happy holidays from all of us here at Greeny. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for Mike Greenberg today. It is time for us to put our money where our mouth is. Randy <laughs> Scott, the kiss of death, if you will. Let's talk about this eagle, eagle, eagles, eagles. <laughs> this is what happens when you talk hours on end. Eagles-Cowboys game. Uh, the line right now, according to our friends at Caesars, Dallas is favored by four and a half points. Hashtag KOD is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more obviously things have changed dramatically since the Jalen Hurts injury he's got the sprained shoulder there was questions about if they were going to give him the go it feels like it's Gardner Minshew under center how do you read this one then Randy I am gonna I'm gonna take the points down to four and a half I'm gonna take the points with the Eagles and it's what Philadelphia does that Dallas doesn't Philadelphia protects the football Dallas has been generous far too generous with it uh, really, since Dak, Pres- uh, Dak Prescott took back over under center, uh, seven picks in the last, uh, it, it, since uh, coming back from his injury, actually 10 picks since coming back from his injury in seven seven games, uh, he's been turning the football over on his side of the 50. If you set up the Eagles in plus territory, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, they have the most efficient run game in that division. They can run the ball up the gut. They can run the ball to the outside. And that's where Dallas has been vulnerable lately in run defense is, is, is in the interior of that defense. So I, it, to me, there isn't a steep drop-off in the ground game with the running backs, I should say, from Jalen Hurts to Garner Minshew. There's a, there's a drop-off offensively, sure. But I think there is a way, and that has an impact on your defense, on the Eagles' de- defense, where without pressing, they know they have to do more. And if you combine that with how I'm a little reckless, I won't say careless, but a little reckless Dak has been with the football. I just feel like maybe Dallas wins, but maybe it's a maybe it's a field goal game, a four point game, and we get this Eagles cover. A lot of people instilling confidence there in Minshew. And there's reason to, right? I mean, he's a viable backup, and certainly we've seen him come in before in the NFL and win one that needs winning before. So you know he's capable of doing it. But I do think that what's being overlooked here is what you said, that Cowboys run D, which has had problems all season long. And so the Eagles game plan probably would have been largely run reliant anyways. The thing is, though, that Jalen presumably more mobile there than Gardner Minshew. And so I do think that there is going to be a bit of a fall off from that perspective. I'm so interested to see this game because there's so much conversation. Well, is Jalen just a product of everything around him? And if Gardner Minshew goes out there and looks as good as Jalen Hurts, I'm not sure that helps the MVP conversation for Jalen Hurts from that perspective. But I think the Cowboys need this win desperately from an optics perspective. Obviously, both these teams have already clinched their way into the postseason. I just think this one is far more important for Dallas. At least the Eagles have a built-in excuse here with the change of quarterback. I think that Dallas wins this game, and I think that they're going to head go ahead and cover by the four and a half. So I'm going to give the confidence there in Dallas. I don't feel great about it, Randy, mm-hmm. but I'm riding with the Dallas you Cowboys. You shouldn't feel good about it. All right. I feel good about us, though. Yes. Ramber. We're back. Lives on. Yes. Baby. One more time. All right.
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.